Star Wars 7x7 episode 3051. The final three-episode story arc of the Andor series has completed its run. One way out is this finale, and boy, is it action-packed, tense, and not just in the prison scenes, but all throughout the episode. Punch it. Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So the episode is called One Way Out and certainly appropriately titled considering that that's what they use as their battle cry as the prison break unfolds. However, you could also alternately describe it as power doesn't panic because this phrase is the one that Cassian uses to try to explain to Kino Loy, Andy Serkis, why now is the exact time to to move that the killing of a hundred prisoners is a panic move and we see the panic in the brief moment where all the prisoners are running away and there are a dozen or so imperial officers cowering in a room going shh shh so they're not discovered so Cassian has indeed judged the situation correctly. And my goodness, let's take a moment to applaud Andy Serkis for an incredible performance. I have a feeling this one is going to be Emmy nominated as a guest performance for the series because this is just spectacular. The way that he has transformed that character over the course of three episodes is remarkable and believable. Even the moment that strikes me the strongest in the previous episode when they're all lined up in the skyway and Melshi says something that sets him off and he goes to punch Melshi and there's a brief scuffle and Cassian has to talk him down and you see the moments where Andy Serkis's character like he breaks like it's like he's going through all five stages of grief in that one scene like he has the anger he has the despair he has all of it and he just does such a phenomenal job and now we're forced to wonder if he's going to escape this situation because he can't swim and so what is he going to do is he going to take the dive we don't know if anybody's going to take care of him if he's going to stay what's going to happen so hopefully that will get resolved at some point in the future for a second takeaway it is remarkable we talked about this in the previous breakdown episode last week how this arc has handled its setup and its complications and its payoff. It has really been quiet about the complications and about moving pieces into place for the eventual finale that we knew was coming. We see how the prison break plays out and we see all of the elements that these prisoners have been talking about and planning about, except we didn't have the conversations where they were talking about and planning these things. This is really a show-don't-tell kind of story arc. But as it unfolds, we see what the plan has been. We see the plan was to flood the floor, so that way when they try to activate the floors, everything shorts out. We see that they had a contingency for that, which was to jump up on the table so they wouldn't get electrocuted. Very smart. We see that they had been evaluating the, the guard rotations and how many people might be on shift. We get the verification that they had been watching the, the lift and that that was not armed in any particular way and they were correct about that and we had just a moment where Cassian and another prisoner were discussing that very briefly in the previous episode so all of these things 
were handled in their own very distinct and very quick ways so that way the storytelling could focus on the drama of the situation. For a third takeaway, let's talk about how Mon Mothma's storyline just became a Game of Thrones storyline for all intents and purposes. Only one scene with Mon Mothma this time around because we had a lot of prison work to do, of course. And kudos to Richard Delane who plays the scoundrel banker Davo. <sighs> yeah, who manages to get under everybody's skin without necessarily being smarmy or anything like that. Just the entitledness of his dastardliness is the remarkable thing about that character. And the fact that he calls Mon Mothma on the lie about whether she didn't consider the betrothal situation or even the introduction that could lead to a betrothal situation with her daughter for a minute, right? Yes, we know she did and maybe she's dismissed it out of hand. I feel like she did have a moment of weakness of, yeah, I considered it, but I'm not going to do it. And there's probably going to be some motherly guilt that she carries around as a result of even considering the possibility. But we have another problem here too, which is the fact that Davo is well acquainted with Perrin, apparently, so that seems to have been perhaps a little bit of a surprise to Mon Mothma, even though I don't think she showed it, but she wants a complete firewall between her conversations with Davo and anything that Perrin might be doing with Davo, which is probably the right thing to do, but I don't know if we can trust Davo to do that. And I think this is going to make Perrin even more suspicious about what's going on with Mon Mothma anyway, because... I'm sure he's going to find out that Davo was there, especially since they already have a previous acquaintance. So, oh yeah, this just got really dicey for Mon Mothma. For a fourth takeaway, let's talk about our main two villains, Dedra and Cyril. Cyril does not show up in this episode, and I think we're being set up for something in the last two episodes, but we see Dedra in a meeting where they're discussing how to deal with the rebel Krieger and the fact that the rebels led by Krieger have taken the bait of this shuttle with a dead pilot on there and Lonnie Jung or Young, the other ISB agent who is definitely not a high performer, at least compared to Dedra Miro, right? Seems more psychophantish essentially, but suggests to Major Partagas that they should act like they are doing what they normally do. And Dedra does not take kindly to this at all and storms out without saying anything. So I imagine from her perspective, she's looking at things like, I had this great idea. I was essentially in charge of this operation. It's all about pieces I put together. And now these men are just running the show without me. I think there's a possibility, however slight, that this could be driving Dedra towards Cyril for some underhanded partnership of some kind. For a fifth takeaway, and speaking of Lonnie Jung, Young, <laughs> whichever the case may be, we did get confirmation of something that's been suspected for a while, which is that he is a rebel mole inside of the ISB and had been groomed as such by Luthen Rail as much as six years ago, but they haven't met for over a year. But apparently this meeting has been called not just for Lonnie to pass on additional information to Luthen Rail, but 
for Lonnie to say, I'm done, I wanna be out of this, and Luthen will not accept his resignation. So I have a feeling that means that Lonnie is gonna to have to find some other way of getting himself extricated from the situ situation in which he finds himself, and that's not gonna play out well for <laughs> a lot of people. It does make me wonder whether this ultimately is going to drive Luthen and Clea to Saw Gerrera. We haven't seen that scene we saw in teasers, trailers, whatever about Luthen saying, call it what you will, and Saw saying, let's call it war, whatever he says, right? We haven't seen that scene. And so if it turns out that Lonnie Jung Young <laughs> has to give up Luthen in order to get out of his situation, that would be the escape hatch, I think, for Luthen and for Clea is to go to Saw Gerrera. For a sixth thing, let's talk about the showdown that's gonna happen on Ferex and just a little bit more that we've been given in that regard. So Marva's situation is only getting worse and she's not taking pills that she's supposed to be taking. She's getting older, she's getting frailer. We're getting to a point where they're setting it up that she's going to die in one of these last two episodes in this finale. And the question is going to be, whether it's from natural causes, or is it going to be due to the Empire, or is it going to be due to something that Cinta does, or is it gonna be something that ultimately gets blamed on Cassian somehow, or some combination thereof? And they are making things complicated by having multiple factions spying on Marva's house looking for Cassie and Andor. So uh, it reminds me a little bit of the Pink Panther Strikes Again and all the assassins at Oktoberfest that are going after Clouseau and nobody gets him. And that's going to be the case with Andor this time as well. And before we get to the seventh and final takeaway of note, I do want to say once again thank you to the folks at NordVPN for partnering with us on these last few breakdown episodes. They kindly gifted me with a subscription to check out the service and a couple of things that I've noted as I've been using it. Number one, I was able to compare it to VPNs that I have to use for other work-related projects and it holds up just as well. I mean, we're talking about a consumer VPN service that's holding its own with a commercial slash business to business used VPN. So yeah, pretty awesome in that regard. Also, I think I mentioned in the previous episode where we talked about this that I have my son who does online gaming stuff install NordVPN on his computer and I asked him to tell me how it affected his performance. Everything's about the ping and the lag and all that fun stuff. And he said that it isn't having any effect on him and it also means that he gets to disguise where he's from. So the whole thing about VPNs is that it masks where your IP address is and if you have something like a cable modem like we do, then the cable modem has an IP address that can be located in a specific place. But with a VPN, it hides that IP address and so nobody knows where you're at. And so I feel better knowing that if you know, any you know, random people are trying to talk to my son through multiplayer online games, that they don't know where he is and he already knows well enough not to tell people where he is. So it all works out. And this can work out for you too because you can get an exclusive deal on NordVPN by going to nordvpn.com slash Star Wars 7. That's N-O-R-D-V-P-N.com slash Star Wars and the number 7. I'll have that linked at the blog post for the show's episode at SW7X7.com and in the show notes as well. You can get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan and four months free. And it's risk-free because of NordVPN's 30-day money-back guarantee. There's a code you have to use to check out again. I'll have all of that at the blog 
blog post for this show's episode and in the show notes as well. So the seventh and final takeaway has to do with what they are building in the prison. Now, there's been a ton of speculation over what that could be, and I don't necessarily have an answer for you, but I do have a little bit more information just because of the audio description. Listening to the episode with the audio description turned on, the base of what they're building is referred to as a spine. So that six-pointed object that comes up into the table and that they add all the various parts to is referred to as a fresh spine being brought up onto the table in the audio description. So take that and run with it with your speculation, if you will. And that is going to do it for my seven takeaway breakdown of this episode. Our deep dive tomorrow will look at Luthen's monologue, which was fit for stage play, but it's really great. And we'll talk about it in more detail tomorrow. But for now, that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. SM is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, but their respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.